Welcome to Loving the Christ Life. I'm Brad Wilson. Welcome. What a blessed soul Warren Litzman was. How lucky and how blessed were all of us who knew him well. And how blessed are we now to hear these great archival messages. I was so blessed to communicate with Robbie Litzman this week. Oh, Robbie, we love you dearly and thank you so much for letting us go back into the archives and have these great messages each week. Robbie said something that I've actually heard Warren say before. She said when he would wake up in the mornings, he would say, well, here we go, Jesus. And that's exactly what he did. He believed so much in this in Christ message that he lived it on a daily basis. Let's go back into the archives now and hear this week's in Christ message from Warren Litzman. Greetings, dear friends. I come to talk to you about Jesus Christ. The scripture said he's all in all. I used to think that was just for religious people, church people, preachers. No. When the scripture said he's all in all, he wasn't talking about the church doctrine or preachers or human beings. He was talking about human beings inclusively in the world where only Christ counts. All in all means that Christ is in all things. All things. Paul said, work together for the good of them that love God. You see, that's because anybody that knows the things of God knows that everything that there is in the universe is under his control. It's being carried out. And he's just looking for a group of people who are ready to come up and live in his house. Get this in your mind. I don't know how stern God is. He's very stern dealing with some people in the Bible. I don't know what God's going to do with a whole bunch of people, millions or billions of people that come up to his house. I have no answer for how all that's going to work. But I have a pretty good idea from the things that he gave us in the book, in the Bible, we should be well prepared because of those things. What he has already said is good enough. He would have said more if he wanted to. He would have told us about more things if he wanted to, but he gave us just what we needed to live in the Father's house. But the only place he gave that was in Paul's epistles. Paul's letters, his epistles, his writings. And that's a very strange thing to think that out of a book of many, many preachers and teachers and Bible students and hundreds of words stated about God, he raised up one man and gave him a final gospel, and that's Paul. You either believe it or don't believe it. You can either have it or not have it, but it is only at Paul you get a message that is necessary to you. What kind of message do you need? What is necessary for all of us? I'm going to tell you, it's the grace of God. We're ready to study in the 12th verse of Romans 2, of 1 Corinthians 2, which says, now we have received. I'm going to stop right there. 
because I'm interested in talking about the word now. Many people don't understand the word now. Everything God has for a hell-bound sinner is given to him the moment he believes on the Lord Jesus Christ. First most important thing, he's baptized into Christ. If he's honest and sincere, he's baptized into Christ, not in the water. He's baptized into Christ. And that gave him the life of Christ. That means that he's covered by. He's got on the robe Christ. That's his covering. That's his life now. But what I'm really interested in is how Paul brings this message. How does he get it across? Because most Christians do not believe in Paul's grace. They don't believe it. They don't believe that part of the Bible which is the last part of the Bible before we're in the rapture, which is the part of the Bible, the last preacher we're going to hear from, from the scriptures, is Paul before the rapture. The last thing we're going to come to know on this earth is what Paul has to say that is valid and important. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about what we know, what we don't know. This verse of scripture begins with the word now, N-O-W. Now, why is that so important? Paul uses it several times. He uses it in several different ways. In things that don't exist anymore, like condemnation, he said, now there is no condemnation. And I could go through there and point out word after word that's lettered as N-O-W, now, and you would see something important about God. He's in the now. When a sinner comes to him because of Christ's death on the cross, the now takes place. If that sinner trusts God for his salvation, God gives him everything, including the present. Right now. He gets it right now. He may not know it. He may not understand it. He may not have the slightest desire to live it, but if he was honest and sincere when he asked for God to save him, He's in the now. Now, our verse of scripture says, we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit of God, which knoweth all things. Now, we have received the spirit of God, which knows all things. Wouldn't that be wonderful if we had a, a world full of people or even a portion of of the world's population who have the Spirit of God in them that showed them the answer to all things. Well, that would tear up our world, wouldn't it? That'd shut down universities because they're anti-God. I'd shut down a lot of school systems where our seven, eight-year-old kids have to go without no Bibles, no God. They're on their own. That'd be a shame, wouldn't it? That God would just cause all that to deplete as if he had already given us the word. We didn't believe it. That's up to us. We are making a choice. But let me tell you, the moment a person gets saved, they're in the now. Now. There's no condemnation now. Now we are the sons of God, the scripture says. It's in the now. And everything God has to give us is in the now when it's concerned with the cross. Why? 
at the cross, everything is already paid for. Nothing is lacking. Anything God has is available to people because Christ died for our sins. But that's not all he died for. When he died, he put away the law. You don't have to trust the law anymore. You, you're hungry to know God and turn over the Old Testament. There's no life there. Now you get a lot of information there, and some of it is good information. But if you're listening to what God said to the people at that time, you may be disappointed because he's not talking to you there. Where does God talk to us? He talks to us in Paul's epistles. Why? That's when the new gospel took hold. That's when the new plan of God took hold. And so I don't come mixing it all up for you. I'm not coming to, to uh, tell you that uh, this over here proves this over here, that this Old Testament statement shows the life in this New Testament statement. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to take it just like it's written because there is a gospel now for you. I'm always running into people who got confused when the preacher started taking a verse of scripture for a text out of the Old Testament and another out of the New Testament. God's not going to talk to us on that plane. He moved on from that. He's moved on from that. Old Testament is God's scripture. It's God talking to the people of that day. It's God making a way for them to do right. And most of them didn't do right. Most of them failed God. Three whole dispensations of time was involved, and they were utter failures. We'll be back to Warren in just a moment. Isn't this a great message today? They all are, and it just seems like it gets better and better. Hey, I was just thinking about the bookstore at our website, christ-life.org. And if you go into the bookstore, you'll find these messages and tapes and videos and books that Warren left us behind. But there's one in particular I'm thinking about this morning, and it was a very proud moment when Warren published this book on his different sermons throughout the years. It's a big book. In fact, he calls it the big book. And if you go in there and look, you will find it. Great picture of Warren on the cover. And I think it would really be a special thing for you to look into that book. It was a very special project for Warren, and he was so proud of it. The big book at our bookstore, christ-life.org. Now, let's get back to Warren. Our dispensation will be a failure, too, at the rate it's going now, because there's not many people that are interested in the now. Preachers are interested in getting souls saved and kind of putting a hook in them of what this is what our church believes. This is what I preach all the time. This is what I think will carry, carry you through. you got to come to classes. We're going to have classes for the next six months, and you need to be in every one of those classes to learn about what it is we're trying to say. Well, a simple thing would be to take Paul's epistles and read them. That's, that's simple. Take his letters. And read them. To mess around with anything else is really a mess. To try to get help from this world. There is no help there. Somebody's always saying, well, we need somebody to come along that's smart enough to explain all this. No, you need to get your little Bible down and read Paul's epistles. Maybe a hundred times you'll have to read them, but they'll come to life for you. That's where the life is. The life is in the Son, John said. He that hath the Son hath life, and he that hath not the Son hath not life. What do he mean, the, he that hath the Son? 
Is that figurative talk? Or does that mean he has Christ living in him? Those are the things you're going to have to figure out. You can't take man's word for it. We'll talk about man's word here on the subject I'm in right now, on another broadcast perhaps. But what is it we know from this world? We know that God is not true. That God may not even be alive. That there is no such thing as a personal God. That there's no certain thing that Jesus ever rose from the dead. No certain proof of it. All of that is plainly described in the Bible. You may not have the right Bible. Get you a Bible, an older one, and it'll be better. However, until you get hungry for God, you're not going to make any effort. But you got a whole world out here that's full of knowledge, and the scripture text I'm on right now is, For what man knoweth the things of a man... What a man knows is the things of a man. And look at what the next line says. Save the spirit of man which is in him. That's it. You want somebody that's learning. Somebody smart. Somebody that talks like you talk. Somebody that has your understanding. Maybe you are already very religious and you want somebody that has the same spirit you have. Paul's writings here in 1 Corinthians tells us that all you'll be getting out in the world are the things of a man. The things of a man. Is that what you want? Do you want just the things of a man? Mankind has messed up this world. Mankind is messing up this world today. Mankind has been the the folks that have let hundreds of thousands of children die even in our generation and the past generation. They're the people who don't care. Mankind has done very little for us. Oh, we spent uh, several trillion dollars, I suppose, on getting a cure for cancer. I can remember a radio commentator said a few years ago that we already had a cure for cancer, but that would close up the doctor's office if we gave it to everybody. But listen to me. Cure for cancer is a thing of man. I tell you who has probably been the greatest deliverer from cancer, and that's been the Lord Jesus Christ. He's the one that makes the difference. And so it is in everything else in the world because men only know the things of man. That's our text, I mean, the 12th verse, 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Now we have received that. Now there's a group of people living in this world that have not received the things of the man as their primary base of life. Who are these people? They're the people who believe in the grace of God. So what do we have right now to help us? We have God to help us right now. In the now, we have God 
to help us, to give us what we know. I see all of the new developments that are in the world, and I hear people just making great uh, statements about them, uh, but I don't know how it's going to change the world. I don't know how it's going to help the sick and suffering. I don't know what it's going to do to the people that are in trouble. So far, I've seen nothing. But I tell you, every day I live, I see or hear that this knowledge of God has made a difference to somebody. I run into somebody that's been healed of cancer. I run into somebody that couldn't walk and God healed their leg. I run into somebody who has internal problems. Doctors tried to help. They're not against doctors. I'm not against doctors. But when they can't do it and you don't trust the Lord, you're in a hard spot. Because God's the knower. God is the knower. He's the one who knows us. Every part of the frame of our being, he knows us. So that's what we receive. We receive what some man said. Not, listen to me now, not even me in what I'm saying on this broadcast should be trusted. That's why I'm so hard-nosed to get people into the scriptures. Because the final gospel is given to us by the Apostle Paul. The final gospel is given to us only in his writings. Nobody else writes about it. There's going to be a rapture. It's going to come in such an hour as you think not. And you're going to be in the Father's house. I wouldn't want to go there and I wouldn't want to be there if my heart was not right with God. That's the gospel I bring you. May God bless you. Gotta go. See you later. God love you. Bye-bye. We hope you've enjoyed today's In Christ message from Warren Litzman. What a message it was today, too. Isn't it great how Warren can take these things from the Bible that's right in the Bible and do them in a way and project them in a way that we can all understand? What a blessing this is. Our thanks to Robbie Litzman, as always. Robbie, thank you for allowing us to go through the archives and bring these great messages from Warren each week. Valerie Hill does our Twitter account. Tammy Laycock does the weekly reports when you download the podcast. And Teresa Ferraro is our great producer from the Christ Life Fellowship. Again, go to our website, find out what the In Christ message is all about. Christ-life.org. Until next time, I'm Brad Wilson, loving the Christ life.